Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I'm your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and a transformational coach for entrepreneurs, businesses, leaders, and for those who want to break the cycle of convention and redefine success one step at a time. I am on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week we have thought leaders, change instigators and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life and your business. This week, as always, I'm super excited about our guest. We've got the lovely Misty Santum. Misty is a writer and life purpose coach who helps people to figure out exactly what they're meant to do in life and how to make it happen. Misty grew up with the sense that there was something more, something bigger than all of us. At the same time, Misty had this opposing view that we're just tiny specks in the universe and that we don't really affect the world much in our lifetime. However, one morning she received a phone call to say that her little sister had passed away and everything changed in that second. In that moment, she realized that she had completely got it wrong. It's not that we don't mean anything, it's that we mean everything. She felt like something specific that she was going to realize and started to follow her intuition and let herself be drawn to things. Misty had realized that we have an ongoing impact on the world, even after we're gone. We can't not impact the world. We genuinely shape it forever. We become memories, thoughts, stories and ideas. And it's through our purpose that we impact the world in the way that we are meant to, by changing the world in a way that only we can, however that looks. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, this morning or this evening, depends on what side of the world you are at, we have the lovely Misty Sansom, welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be chatting with you. I am too. And I know this is going to be an awesome interview just uh, after our little chat before we got on the show. So darling, the way that we love to start the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So Misty, what inspired you to do what you do today? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the work that I do is all about helping people uh, find exactly what their purpose is and how to bring it to life. So this is something that I've been drawn to for years. As long as I can remember, I've always felt this 
uh, pull that there was something that I was meant to do, but I could just never figure out exactly what it was. And so that's something that um, sort of sat in the back of my mind for years. I always had that really strong urge. Uh, and I would try different things. I tried different careers and um, even different businesses, trying to uh, understand exactly what it was I was meant to do. And a lot of the times I was just guessing. So what would happen is I would sort of go down this path of thinking, yes, I think that this is my purpose. I think that this is what I'm here to do. And it would get to a point where I would start to feel actually it's just not quite right. It doesn't quite fit. And I would be back to square one and sort of always searching for that, um, what is it? I know that it's something, I just can't quite figure it out. So uh, that was something that I went through for years, a really long time trying to work out. Um, it got to a point where I decided that I just needed to fully focus on it and uh, really bring it to the forefront of my mind. So I did lots of um, self-reflection and personal growth and personal development to try and figure this out. I, I let myself be um, drawn to things and followed my intuition. And I eventually got to this point and it was like a light bulb switching on of, um, you know, my purpose is to help others find theirs. And that was such an incredible thing to land on. But as soon as I had that realization, it was like this whole body sense of relief but after sort of 30 seconds, it was this sense of what does that even mean and how does that look and that doesn't sound quite right and what am I meant to do with that? So it was this whole growth period um, following on as to how I was meant to make that a tangible thing, how I'm meant to um, help people do that. And so gradually it led to um, an ebook and blogs and coaching and the business that I have now. Oh, beautiful. Now I'm going to unpack the whole purpose thing uh, because I know it's all about finding your purpose. How does one find their purpose? How do you work with other individuals to find their purpose? Yeah, for sure. So the place that I always start with people is to first look at what your purpose isn't um, before we get into what your purpose is, because there are so many misconceptions around purpose and how you bring it to life and what it means and what it looks like. So the place that I always start with people is that your passions are not your purpose. So you can bring your purpose to life through your passions, but they're not the purpose itself. And, you know, we've all heard the whole follow your passions and life will be amazing. But what happens when you do that? You're essentially following, uh, you know, something that you're very interested in, um, something that is very important to you, which is fantastic. But because that element of purpose is missing, you will go down that path and eventually hit that point where you realize it just doesn't quite feel right. And this happens when people decide, um, I'm really passionate about cooking, so I'm going to you know, become a chef or I'm going to open this cafe or, or whatever it is. Whereas if they look at the purpose behind cooking and why they love it, it might be more about uh, nurturing people or it might be more about um, caring for people or it might be more about that connection to food that is, you know, grown by themselves or locally sourced. It might almost be like an artistic thing. So there's always that bigger purpose behind it. And your purpose can come to life in so many different ways. Uh, so it's really important to be conscious of that rather than continuously following passions. 
Oh, I love, I even love the way that you start what is not your purpose. And I'm trying to, mm. I'm, as you're saying, I'm sitting going, how would I answer that question? What kind of responses do you get to that question? I find that a lot of people uh, resonate with the idea of going down these different paths because they are thinking that this is my purpose and then realizing that, again, it just doesn't feel quite right. It's just not quite there. So I find people really resonate with that, with, you know, right, I've landed on something before that I was convinced that this is my purpose and I realized it wasn't. So they kind of understand that feeling. They understand that feeling that sets in when it's sort of like, I just can't ignore the fact that this isn't a right match for me, that I'm, it's not quite what I thought it would be. And so, yeah, it's, I find that that's something that most people can relate to if they've been in that exploration phase, which is, which is totally normal. I think um, if you're a person that is looking for your purpose, if it's something that has been on your mind, if you feel, you know, you have that sense deep down that you do have a purpose, that there is something that you're meant to do, it's overwhelmingly likely that you've probably gone one of those down one of those not quite right paths before. But I always want to reassure people that that's totally okay. It's it means that if you've been willing to back yourself and you've been willing to put yourself out there in the pursuit of what you think your purpose might be, once you land on exactly what it is, you will just hit the ground running. You'll take off with it. It'll be amazing. You've, you've already got that self-belief and that uh, motivation and, and that determination. So in the long term, you will absolutely be fine. So it's okay if you've gone down those wrong paths before. It's, it's really interesting because you do see this a lot. And we do have a lot of entrepreneurs and, and uh, women in business and men uh, listening to the show. And you do see a lot of people uh, go on this exploration tangent, opening up a business because they think they're on purpose and they're following their passion until they're in, uh, in the midst of their business and then it all collapses. Uh, yes. What would be a, a piece of advice or a couple of tricks that you would like to share for our listeners for those that are in that situation right now? And probably it's not a great time to talk about right now because right now we are in a different, uh, different, different circumstance, of course. But what would be some advice for uh, those individuals? Well, the first thing that I would say is that, uh, and this sort of also gets to the second point about what your purpose isn't is that it's not a job or an occupation and um, it's not your business as a specific this is what my business does uh, and you don't have to quit your day job to um, bring your purpose to life so if you are in a situation where you're not feeling like your purpose is completely aligned uh, so your business is completely aligned to your purpose you can kind of do one or two things you can um figure out exactly what your purpose is and look at ways that you can align your business to that. If that's something that you want to do, you can also do that in a career. So if you're in a career right now and you're feeling like you want to um, align that more toward your purpose, there are so many different ways that you can do that, whether it's um, changing the role, changing the company that you're working for, changing the industry, making those small changes that mean that you feel like you're more on track. Um, the second thing is that, and again, this applies for people in business or in a career, is that you, you know, you don't have to quit your day job to find your purpose. You don't, you can still bring your purpose to life 
um, outside of what you do for a living. And that is totally okay. That is absolutely okay. So you can have a normal day job. You can have a business that might be something that you're interested in, but might, might not completely be on purpose. And you can bring your purpose to life outside of that in normal day to day life. So it's more a way of living. It's something that you um, do on a day-to-day basis. There's no sort of barriers to entry for this. And this is especially important for those who uh, have a job or a career that for whatever reason, they aren't able to make huge changes within that. And that's totally fine. I mean, you know, we all have bills to pay. There are always going to be stages in life where, Um, financial security is really important. Um, We might have, you know, young kids or babies on the way or a mortgage or something like that. And I always want to reassure people that having those things and, you know, maybe needing a sort of standard job doesn't hold you back from still being able to find and live your purpose. So Misty, you're saying that our purpose is a a way of living or a way of life. Mm, Yes. And can one have a business or run a business with uh, bringing their purpose to life? Yeah, absolutely. So if that, if, if you want to make your purpose um, the forefront in what you do in day-to-day life, as in, you know, through your job or through your business, absolutely, you can definitely do that as well. So our purpose is sort of like this overarching theme of our life. Um, it often sounds really vague and it's something that a lot of the time won't make much sense to somebody else. Um, this is the, the sort of one of the other points that I always uh, talk with people about before we get into what your purpose is, is that people often feel like their purpose has to be this huge, massive kind of save the world type thing. And that if it isn't this, you know, save the world type purpose, that it isn't enough. And I always want to reassure people that over most of the time, our purpose is just very simple. It's just, it's this very um, simple concept that we personally will resonate extremely, very, very strongly with. And it's something that is easily able to be brought to life in so many different ways. So to give you an example, most people's purpose is focused on either other people on the environment or on animals as well, other living beings, which completely makes sense because if you take away everything material in life, you know, what do we have left? It's we have each other, we have the environment, we have other living beings. So it makes sense that our purpose is sort of for one of those three things. Most people, I find uh, their purpose is uh, people focused. And it's always going to be something that you feel really compelled to um, do or teach or make or share or um, inspire in people or even sort of help people to feel a certain way or um, understand something. It's, It's always going to be a concept like that. And that's what I mean about it. It can sound quite vague. And when you land on it, it's it doesn't give you a, you know, it doesn't give you a clear career path. It doesn't give you a clear um, topic to study at uni or anything like that, which is, which is great that it doesn't, because it means that as your life changes, you can bring it to life in so many different ways. So you have so many different options. And this is where your passions and your interests and your skills start to come in, because you can kind of look at, okay, this is what my purpose is. 
how do I personally want to live that? How do I want to bring that to life? How do I want to share that or do that? And these are all the different ways that I could do it. And which one fits in with where my life is now? Which one suits who I am as a person? And how will I move forward? Mm, I love that. And on your website, you have a uh, find your purpose profile, correct? Yes, I do. Um, I have an ebook that walks people through the process. So this is the exact process that I take people through one on one. Um, I have a membership uh, program as well. And we are working through that process as a group, which has been a huge amount of fun. And I have that ebook um, on my website on a pay what you can basis. So previously, I uh, charged for it, I charged um, $39 US. And Toward the end of last year, I decided to uh, take that price away and just make it completely pay what you want because I really genuinely feel like this information is so important, especially with you know the current events that we have going on now. Um, with the way that I see the world changing, I just I felt like the concept of purpose was so important, so valuable for people, and I wanted to make it much more accessible. So that's there for anyone to grab at any time. I love that concept. That's beautiful. Thank you. And that takes me to the next question. Before we got on the show, we were talking about spirituality, and you, you were saying that the way that you go about it is very practical. Would you like to unpack that for us, please? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I love this topic. Uh, Spirituality, again, has been something that I have been very drawn to throughout my life. Um, I come from, I'm from New Zealand, I'm, I'm part Māori, and so spirituality is a, uh, is a hand in hand with day-to-day -day life in terms of um, how we live in that way. Uh, the other half of my family, we come from a long line of farmers, which often you wouldn't think of spirituality when you think about farming, but um, it is such, it is a very spiritual concept. And I find that, uh, you know, my dad and I have talked about this a lot. My granddad and I, they have such an intuitive connection with the land and with animals and how they operate. And it is a form of spirituality. So I've kind of had it from both sides uh, growing up. And also from both sides, it's very, very practical. So um, from the farming side, it was a very um, sort of raw, earthy, intuitive feel. And from the Māori side, it was a very much a connection between the physical and the spiritual. And um, the spiritual concepts are ones that are just practiced in day-to-day -day life. So that has sort of shaped my understanding and my um, approach to it. So, so, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was just, I was going to say, so the overall concept of what I teach people is that firstly, uh, we are all spiritual by default. So it's not something that you have to become because again, we're, we're that by default. It's more something that you learn to uh, tune into. Um, you sort of, you develop your ability to connect and tune in. So that's what I uh, teach people to do. And the way that I explain it is that that spiritual connection is it's like learning a language. And if you wanted to learn French, you wouldn't just pick up a French novel and then instantly be able to read it, right? You know, you would you would know that you have to 
start with the basics and start with the French sounds and vowels and then you would sort of learn a few words and then very simple phrases and then you might get to a point where you can hear a French speaker and kind of pick up the gist of what they're saying and then eventually you become fluent and you can have this amazing two-way conversation and learning to uh, connect and communicate is just like that it's again starting from the absolute basics of learning how to calm your mind and just create enough space in your mind to uh, hear or feel or see or know a message coming to you so it's learning how to just keep that calm in your mind uh, it's about recognizing the signs, you know, people, we all know what signs from the universe means and what that is. Uh, but it's sort of using that to just take the first steps into communication, but knowing that there are steps to go from there. So I find some people tend to stay in that stage. They sort of don't quite know how to take the next steps into communication. So they stay in the stage of um, looking for a sign from the universe and then getting that sign, but then sort of staying at that same place and then looking for another sign and getting that sign, but again, staying at that same place. So the next stage that I help people move toward is just very simple back and forth communication. And there are so many different ways that you can do that. There's There's no one right way. It's about what comes naturally to you and what suits you. So I, t I give people a series of exercises to work through and really encourage people to um, hone in on the ones that just really feel right for them and that they find um, perhaps easier. Uh, and I encourage them to think about how messages come to them, whether it's um, through hearing them or, you know, through seeing an image or um, that just deep sense of knowing. And then from there, we move into that um, flowing two-way conversation. I love that. So when you were talking about signs, can we give our listeners a couple of examples? Because uh, that can be interpreted in so many ways. Give us some examples of what signs are or what would they be looking for? Yeah, I absolutely love this question because the thing about signs is that uh, only you can know what they mean and only you will recognize the sign when it comes. So if you Google, um, you know, what are examples of signs from the universe, you'll always see, um, you know, feathers and butterflies and um, numbers and all of those kinds of things. And if that is something that personally very strongly resonates with you, perfect. But if it's something that doesn't really resonate with you, but you're thinking, that's a classic spiritual sign, so it must be one. To be honest, it's more likely that, you know, it, it just is a feather that just happens to be there. Whereas the signs that um, you will receive will be so unique to you that they will be completely unmissable. You won't be able to Google what this means because it's something that only you will know what it means. You know, no one else is going to be able to answer that for you. So it might be that, um, if you think of, 
you know, a loved one that's passed away, for example, you might come, if you, if you're really thinking about that person, if you're at a stage in your life where you sort of, you might see them as sort of a guidance figure, even though they've passed away, they might be sort of that guidance figure for you, or that it might be someone that you feel really connected to. So often in times where people feel like, you know, I really wish that I could um, talk to my dad or my granddad or my grandmother. Um, and then around that time, they will see something or hear something or come across, um, you know, a phrase in a book or um, an object that they see that is so intimately connected with that person. And it's, it, for them, it's so obviously a sign. And people can tend to self-doubt a little bit and they kind of think, is, you know, is it that? Is it Am I really seeing that for what it is or is it just something random? And again, I always say, well, only you can answer that. And if you feel intuitively deep down that that is um, connected to that person and that it's come to you at, that, at this time for a particular reason, then yeah, absolutely, that is a sign. And um, you can use your own intuition to say what it means. So it might be just simple reassurance that they're around you. Um, it might be something a little bit more specific if you had a question on your mind and this in some way answers your question. It might be that you had a decision on your mind and this has confirmed that decision for you. So I always um, encourage people when it comes to signs to look for the signs that directly connect to them not ones that you'll find you know on a list in google for instance and when it comes to those interpretations and what it means again only you can answer that so true and i i even sometimes i'll say uh universe show me a sign and it could be as simple as a song a yeah. a truck or a bus going past with the word on it a billboard or even just a conversation that you yes. know, all of a sudden yeah. you have within a couple of days and go, oh, that's the sign. So it can be um, absolutely all, it depends. It, it can be unique to the individual. One thing yeah. I would love to unpack is about communication. So I know that we all have our own natural innate gifts, whether it's core, a clear audience, clear visual, clear sentence, and, and the, the list goes on. Mm. And once we understand what that is, how do we communicate? When you're talking about communicate, are we talking about writing? We're talking about, you know, journaling, meditation. Like how are we communicating? I like to um, start people with automatic writing just because I think that's something that uh, most people can connect with relatively um, easily once they've got to that point. So th yeah, that would be the very simple way to do it would be um, tuning in, establishing that connection, really genuinely um, feeling and knowing that you are connected and then just letting it flow out, automatic writing. So uh, ask a question and just let the answer flow through. So it might be that um, you are kind of hearing it come to you as you're writing down. It might be that you're Fingers are just typing it out or writing it out without you even consciously thinking about it. Um, the other way that you can do this is without automatic writing and it's just sort of having that conversation kind of in your mind. If you just sort of imagine talking to someone, it's that, it's that same flow. Mm. And automatic writing, I've heard some people do it with their left hand as a way to connect with their spirit side. What are your thoughts around that? 
Uh, if I mean, if that's what works for you, absolutely go for it. Um, if I wrote with my left hand, I would not even be able to read it. So um, it's not something that I personally do. Um, if I'm using, if I'm physically writing, I sometimes like to just use a different pen. So I will ask, you know, my question with a certain pen, pick up a different one to write the answer out. Um, but often, a lot of the times, I just type it out. I like to always have a um, written record of those sessions, uh, especially because when you're in that zone and you're um, having that two-way communication, and if anyone has experienced that where they've fully tuned in and connected and they're sort of receiving this message, often you can have this whole entire session and then you kind of immediately forget about it. Like, it, it's it's hard to remember those details, I guess, you're almost in a, a trance and so I like having that written record because at the end of the session you can go back over and and read it very consciously and and you sort of think wow my gosh I can't believe that came through or that's what I you know I wasn't expecting that or and um, it's just a lot more detail so I do I like to steer people toward automatic writing for that reason but um, yeah, just just that tuning in and connecting and having that conversation absolutely is something that you can do as well. And if there are any tricks like writing with your left hand or anything that helps you, go for it. Absolutely uh, do that if that's what works for you. I love that. So, so And I love the pr practicality um, when you talk about spirituality. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be crystals or anything like that. It mm -hmm. could be just as simple as uh, being mindful, getting into meditation state, um, and then asking those questions and then automatic writing. When you're talking about trance, is the trance piece when you, uh, it's how you enter into your spiritual practice, whether it's meditation or, or how do you get into your trance? I, um, I always start people with a, uh, guided meditation. So, um, it's a, just, I, I always like to encourage people if they're first starting out with meditation, if they find it difficult, use a guided meditation because the things that people find really difficult with meditation is uh, essentially just clearing their mind. And I mean, that's hard to do. It, it's, um, it is hard to sort of shut off that chatter. Now, whereas if you have a guided meditation, the script is going to take you through the steps of becoming really relaxed and becoming calm and because you're listening and there's usually a very descriptive kind of visual aspect like the meditation will be usually asking you to imagine something or you know sort of picture something see something it keeps all of your senses busy it keeps your mind focused on what you are listening to and it keeps your mind focused on the picture that you're creating so I really like to encourage people to start with a guided meditation if they find meditating a struggle so with that guided meditation it just walks people through the relaxation stage it helps them uh, expand their energy out which is the um, the sort of trick to everything it's it's sort of imagining your energy um, deep within your solar plexus, like sort of deep within your gut as this little spark, this little light um, and through just long deep breaths you imagine it growing in your body and sort of spreading out and eventually you've just become this illuminated human shaped figure, just a bright um, glowing light and then you push that energy out beyond yourself and you know up around you, out into the universe, 
connect with your guides. That's the basics of it, really. And those guided meditations are just a very simple and easy way to um, ease you into that process and help you understand what it feels like and just make it a little bit easier for you to um, clear your mind. And then once you've become comfortable with the process, it becomes a lot easier and it will get to a point pretty quickly where um, you won't need the meditation playing um, while you do this. It'll be something that you'll be able to just settle into um, wherever you are and, and, and have that connection. So Misty, I'm curious, what would be the purpose of bringing to life a daily spiritual practice? Because I know some people do it for a manifestation point of view when they're actually uh, manifesting, whether it's a career, money, whatever that may be. So mm. what are some of the purposes for a spiritual practice? Well, again, I feel like it comes back to the fact that we are spiritual by default um, you know, we have, I love that, um, that saying about we are spiritual beings having an, a human experience. And so given that we are, um, so in our humanness, um, physically and how we experience life and everything, I think it's really important to have that regular time to, um, fully connect with that spiritual part of you. And that can look however you want it to look. So it can involve, um, you know, crystals and incense and um, certain sounds and every, it can involve all of that if you want it to involve that. It can be as simple as like going out for a surf if that is a place and an experience for you that feels uh, spiritual. Um, again, you know, getting back to the farming side, I know that um, for my dad and my granddad, it, even though they wouldn't use the same words, um, being out on the land, you know, and sort of at, in the farm with the bush around everything, that felt spiritual for them. They felt incredibly spiritually connected. Um, for me personally, um, it's always been being by the sea and um, especially like walking. I, I just walking along the beach, walking, you know, doing a clifftop walk that has always felt like an incredibly spiritual experience for me. So um, my own practices more stem to um, head toward that sort of being by the ocean, going for a walk, tuning in. Mm. Whereas if somebody else, yeah, has that, those rituals and those um, different things that they like to do, absolutely do that. It, it's, it doesn't have to look a certain way. It's more about um, having that connection. Mm, I love that. And it's, you know, spirituality is an interesting word because some people, and it's, in, it's open to interpretation. Some people look at it as a very religious thing, but a spiritual experience, like you said, it could be a walk, it could be a coffee, it could be a chai tea, it could be whatever that may be for you as in the present moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm. that's absolutely true. So Misty, what has been your greatest lesson learned thus far along your amazing adventures? Oh, that is such a great question. Uh, I would say it would be uh, the understanding that the physical and spiritual go hand in hand and that it's uh, not separated. It's more that we are experiencing uh, different layers in the same life, in the same existence. And I, that's sort of an understanding that 
came very personally to me from um, having people very close to me pass away and sort of working through that and working through my understanding of life and death and how everything is um, connected and, and what that means and how we still have an extremely deep impact um, long after we're gone. So I would say the big lesson for me is just that understanding of how things are connected and how we um, sort of stay connected even when we're not here physically. So what I'm hearing, Misty, is that uh, those uh, loved ones that have passed over, that you're able to still connect with them, communicate with them and um, have a... Would it be a conversation or they give you signs or they support you? Is that correct? Um, yes, but it can also be, you know, if you're not that way inclined, as in if that um, sort of outlook is a little bit of a stretch for you, even thinking about how people still have an impact on us long after they're gone in a normal day-to-day -day life sense, it's still really significant. And uh, as an example, um, it, was a, it was a very long time ago now, um, how long ago, 14, 13 years ago, uh, my youngest sister passed away and she was a baby. Um, my parents have, we've got a big family. Um, she was, she passed away when she was six months old, just through SIDS. And that was just obviously, as you can imagine, it was just an absolute shock. It was so hard to even uh, contemplate and we all had different experiences of that you know um, for my mum losing a baby my dad losing a baby for um, the siblings losing a younger sibling all of those kind of things we all had our own experience of that and for me personally it sort of it sparked this uh, year-long sort of wanting to understand I kind of felt like there was something that I was going to um, realize or understand and then eventually accept. And not to ever say that, you know, I'm happy this happened, but more that I understand that this happened, um, I can accept it. And I also realize that it's not as simple as, you know, she passed away and that's it. And something that I came to realize is that uh, even though her shell was gone, she was and is still very much a big part of our lives in the sense that uh, she, you know, her being born when she did and passing when she did, it completely changed the course of our lives forever. It changed um, what, it changed our perspective on life. It changed what we felt was important. It changed, it influenced decisions that we made. Um, it just, it completely changed how we look at life and she was she we still take her into account in terms of how we live so it made me realize that even though she's passed she still has this deep impact that is ongoing and even in the sense that you know me sharing this with you now that's an impact that she has um, and it might be that it sort of sparks something for somebody else and that's an impact that you know, it just sort of reverberates throughout the world. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. That's um, given me goosebumps. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. The other question we love to ask our woman of inspiration is about pain points. We believe we all have pain points. What would be a pain point or some pain points for you, whether it's life or business? And how do you work mm. through a solution? 
That's a really good question. And I would say that the big one that I had to um, sort of work on, I know this is a really common one, is um, when it came to starting um, a business and really putting yourself out there and putting your message out there um, on in such a big way, it, you always have to go through that stage of what will people think? And that sort of like, oh, I sort of want to, I want to suddenly shrink down because I'm a little bit worried about how it might be perceived. And for me personally, it's not necessarily from uh, strangers. You know, I feel very comfortable sort of sharing with the world, but it was more um, from people who know me, sort of, you know, people I went to school with and kind of extended family and that kind of thing. And it was that uh, idea that uh, these people have this, you know, idea of me, this perception of me, and then if I suddenly go against the grain, what will that mean? And what might they think? And so that was something that uh, sort of just, yeah, kept me playing small for a really long time. And, um, you know, I, yeah, obviously, I just had to get over it, essentially. Uh, but I know that that's a really common one. And that's something that I really like to help people through as well. Because honestly, life is too short to be uh, held back or to hold yourself back because of what someone that you went to school with, you know, 10, 20 years ago may or may not think. You know, it's, I mean, and even I, we all, we all go through it and even myself. And I, I always say um, it's about f the fear of standing in your light and it really does come to what will others think of me and what will others say of me. What was mm. the turning point for you? Like how did you make that shift for you to go, oh, I'm just going to do it? Yeah, and because yeah, because there is that big shift that you do. Just it, it is like a bit of a switch, and you just sort of think, actually, I'm, I'm just letting that go. And for me personally, it was um, in the early days of uh, building my business, and I think I had um, a thousand people sign up to my emails, and I had this big realization it, it also came from an automatic writing session actually um that I was saying you know I'm feeling myself uh, held back and it was sort of like why are you holding yourself back and um it was because of what people who I know might think of me and then the message that come through was like you know what people you know about a hundred people well and I kind of realized, wow, that's so true. Um, you know, if I think of all those people that I was sort of getting caught up in, again, what they may or may not think, and I mean, most of the time people are, you know, more focused on what they're doing. Uh, I realized that I was holding myself back because of this, you know, hundred or so people when I have, you know, I've had this thousand people who have said, I really want to hear what you're saying. I really want to... Um, sort of hear your message I want to hear more from you and I just realized you know what I I have to this is my purpose this is what I'm here to do so I, I have to serve those people and um, sort of not worry about this the smaller group who are always going to be there mm. That's that's interesting. And how did you? Uh, and and I know our listeners will be thinking the same thing because it's it's one of those things that uh, we all have had to start from somewhere. How did you find mm. your one thousand people? It um, in terms of just yeah straight uh, strategy, it was through Pinterest actually. And um, I've I found 
um, Pinterest was a really great way to connect with people. And so that's been sort of the way that I've connected um, essentially the whole time throughout my business. And it's just through uh, blog posts that uh, I, I, you know, tried to make as helpful as possible and with as much value and information as possible and sharing those out. And it, it sort of just brought people uh, to me that way. Mm. And so, yeah, really grateful for that. Yeah, Pinterest is, is a great uh, platform. I just love all the pictures. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yes, yeah, so if you're a visual person, it's just, yeah, a dream come true. And I like, you know, obviously Instagram is very visual, but I do love that sort of cascading pins that, mm. you know, you can see 20 at once. Yeah, it's great. So, Misty, as we start to wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, my dearest? Oh, perhaps calm. Mm, you are calm, actually. Very, <laughs> I do feel very, very relaxed uh, just listening to you speak. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I like feeling calm myself, so I guess. Yeah, that would come from that. Well, you're doing well. And the last question is, what are three shiny gold nuggets that you would like to give for our listeners? So they will be like three practical exercises that you would like to leave for our audience today. Okay. The, the first one, and I know this is a really big one, but um, find your purpose. That's something that I would really encourage people. If you're not already on that journey, um, definitely start exploring that because it will genuinely change your life. It'll change um, the direction that you go in for the, for the better. It'll, it just gives so much clarity and confidence. So um, it doesn't have to be through me, whatever avenue um, that resonates with you, definitely that's something to explore. Um, the second one would be to uh, find, understand those limitations that you have, figure out those ways that you are slightly holding back, that you might be playing small, and dive into exactly what they are, sort of once and for all, get to the root cause of what they are and work through that. Because again, you know, life is too short to um, not live your potential. Um, the third one would be to spend some time outside, just sit in the sun, go to the beach, go to the park, sit in your garden, um, whatever it is for you, but just yeah, enjoy being outside. Mm, I love that and I love the outside piece. I think a piece, I think it's really important for all of us to connect with nature uh, or Mother Earth in some way, shape or form. So Misty, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? Uh, my website would probably be the best place to start, which is uh, mistysansom.com, uh, S-A-N for Nelly, S-O-M for mum, a little bit funny spelling there. Uh, so yeah, mistysansom.com. Um, there's lots of um, free tools for people to get started with in terms of purpose. Um, you'll find the Find Your Purpose ebook, the Spiritual Connection course, which are both just pay what you can. Um, and if you'd like to work a little bit closer in terms of the membership, all that information is there as well. Beautiful. Thank you so, so very much. We'll have that all in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time, your energy and sharing your wealth of wisdom with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's just, yeah, I absolutely have loved connecting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for how people find the um, spiritual connection going forward. Thank you so very much. 
Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit the subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplanner.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Until next week, wishing you a fabulous day.